In this episode of the QEH podcast, we're talking to parents Abby and William Brotherton. Together, they have two boys at QEH Juniors, George, currently in year six, and Freddie, currently in year four. William and Abby talk about their thoughts and concerns about switching schools for their boys, their thoughts on single-sex education, and spoiler alert, they weren't always convinced about it, and also how quickly their boys settled into school life. But we also get to hear about the importance of keeping in touch with the teaching staff at school and keeping in touch with the parents of other children too. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we hear from Abby and William Brotherton. So William and Abby, thank you both for being here today and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. A fairly, fairly normal day for me today. I've been working uh, working from home upstairs, um, so I've just uh, just finished up to come and talk to come and talk to you, William. What is it you do for a living? I work for a financial services company, so in uh, in life and pensions. Okay, Abby, how was your day today? Yeah, good. Did uh, did the school run? Um, just lots of washing when I got home and picking up the boys. And yeah, I'm not not working at the moment, so uh, just enjoying being with little boys. Great to spend time with the boys, of course, as they're growing up. Before being a full-time mum, what, what, did, what did you used to do for a living? I'm a, a makeup artist. I work in television and film, so oh, small cool. contracts. Uh, so I'm taking a bit of time off now. The boys are kind of young enough to want me around still, so I'm enjoying that. <laughs> so I must ask, when, when people are going on to television, I mean, how much makeup goes on to them? Because, you know, we do hear that the makeup goes on because of the lights that, that that changes the way that people look. Is that right? Yeah, you'd be surprised how much goes on. Um, but I, I also specialise in period dramas. So a lot of wigs and moustaches and things like that. Gosh, the things you find out about people. <laughs> OK, so you mentioned about both of your boys. Tell us a little bit about your boys. What are their names and what year are they in? And tell us a little bit about them as well. So we've got a George and Freddie. George is in year six. He's 11. Uh, and Freddie's in year four. He's nine. Uh, George is extremely sporty, loves cricket, football, swimming, anything that's a group sport. Um, and Freddie, Freddie's still finding his feet, I think. He's trying lots of different things, but he's very, very dramatic, very creative. They're both very funny at times. <laughs> so are they similar in some ways and then very different in other ways? Yeah, I think I would describe them as typical boys, uh, lots of energy. Um, they need lots of lots of exercise uh, to wear them out, but they they are also quite different. Um, I think part of that driven is driven by sibling rivalry. So uh, what one what one sibling wants to do, the other immediately doesn't. Um, but uh, but generally they get on very you know, very very well, um, and uh, you know good fun to be around. And tell me, were you both born and brought up in the Bristol area, or have you moved to Bristol from another part of the country? No, so I, I was born um, was born in Kent and grew up in Lincolnshire, uh, and I came down here to study for university. And barring a couple of years working in London, I've stayed here ever since. I just love Bristol. I think it's a great city, great vibe, um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've loved being here ever since. Yeah, I grew up on the Wirral near Liverpool, um, and went up to Lancaster University, and then we got together and yeah, had a bit of a stint in London, bit of travelling, but Bristol just has such a pull. It's such a great city and great, great communication links with up north, with London, with down in Cornwall. Just, yeah, we love it. A lot of people do say that about Bristol, don't they? You know, it's got a similar kind of vibe in some ways to Brighton and in other ways to Manchester and places like that. But it's very different to 
uh, oh, I, I, I got to be careful now mentioning any other kind of city, but but it's, it's just got a very positive kind of vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's just got everything on a small scale. I think London's up very big, um, but Bristol's still got everything. You can be in the countryside, you can be by the sea. Yeah, it's really got everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about QEH Juniors for a second. First of all, how did you hear of the school? I mean, when did it pop up on your radar? Very much word of mouth. I had a couple of friends who've been, whose parents have been, and has always said good things about it. Yeah, and I, I was always conscious of it, having you know, having been in Bristol for so long. You know, it's such an imposing building; it's difficult to miss it. Sat up on its perch on on the triangle, and also there was some fairly distinctive um, adverts uh, for it as well. Sort of the blue and red lettering really stuck in my mind, and, th- and th- therefore that piqued piqued our interest. So, how old were the boys when you first started looking at the school as an option for them? That's a really good question. So, Freddie would have been in year two. Uh, and George would have been in year four. And we just started to think about sort of in the longer term where the boys were likely to go to school and where they were likely to uh, end up. And, and, and that just caused us really to start to start to look around. And funny enough, QBH Juniors wasn't really on our radar for one very simple reason is that they only took boys. And we'd always thought that, that the boys would go to a mixed school. But having gone across the threshold, and spoken to the headmasters and the teachers, it became quite clear that actually this was this was a this was a great school and would be a good fit fit for the boys. Mm. So, what was it then that you heard about the school that changed your mind on that? Given that you first thought that coed was the was the only route to take. Well, funny enough, I was having a conversation at, uh, at football with uh, with another dad, and it turned out that his son had gone to QH Juniors, and he was extremely positive about it. Uh, and we really felt that pretty much on the basis of that conversation that we should go and have a proper look. And I think once you get into the school, we were really interested with their approach to education and their views on on why single-sex education was such a positive for boys at at, at a young age. Uh, You know, in particular, encouraging the boys to do far wider range of sports, uh, far wider range of drama and arts uh, than potentially would happen uh, in, a, in a mixed school. Now, it's impossible to test because you, you don't put your child simultaneously through both experiences. But it's something that that, that, that rang that rang true to us. And that aligned with the passion of the teachers uh, and the general setup of the school to encourage us to take things further. And how did the, both the boys feel about leaving the school that they were at beforehand to come and join QEH Juniors? I think that they were really happy. They kind of, we guided them and we always involved them in every in every conversation and I think, as Bill says, once we've once we'd passed the threshold of QEH and they came on the open day, just they saw the opportunities that were ahead of them, and they just loved it. We couldn't didn't really have to force them into a decision, really. But yeah, as as William said, I we just love the school. We do because they're typical boys. We we did love the fact that they they teach them like boys. They've got slightly shorter concentration spans. They need a bit more running around. And actually, in secondary school, there are girls in the sixth form. So it's not as though they don't see any females. Um, so we quite liked that. Um, but I think it's more that the school, it, it doesn't matter that there's no girls. The, the passionate of the teachers and uh, and the drama that our, our boys are really into it. And they love taking on the role of females. There's no inhibitions there. So it's just, yeah, opened up a lot of opportunities to them. I think quite often boys' schools find that where, where, where I mean, boys' schools across the country, that they, they find that the boys are happy to 
to, to do things like play the roles of of female characters in drama, whereas in a mixed school, in a co-ed school, they wouldn't dream of doing that because you know it might be seen in, in a, in a it, it might be seen by their friends actually in a derogatory in a derogatory way, which might not come across very well. But of course, in a single sex school, that all seems to go away completely. Yeah, and I think the school are really good at in, in encouraging you know lots lots of participation. I think particularly the junior school, but because of the size of it. You know, it's not it's not huge huge numbers of pupils. I think it's around about 110 uh, in the school at the moment. You know, every boy gets an opportunity to you know to try things in an environment that um, you know that is safe and secure, and it's uh, you know it's great. It's, and 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 to see the things that you know both boys have, have developed an interest in over the last you know 18 months or so has been really really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So at the time when you made the decision to to change from their previous school to QEH Juniors, it's great to be able to look around the school and think, right, this is going to be the right school for our boys. But at the time when they actually join, it, it can then feel a bit a little bit nerve wracking because you're thinking, you know, will they settle in? Will they be all right? How did you find that that all went at the time? I think what, to start off was in the summer before they went, we had a parents meet up on the downs, which I just think was fantastic because before the big long summer holidays, they met familiar faces and our boys joined in year three and year five. So year three is the beginning of the school. But year five, of course, children had already been there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just really nice to break that ice for George to see some of the pupils that A, are going to join at the same time as him, but also pupils that have been there already. Um, so that was a really good introduction. And then just, yeah, when we started school, they just, they, I mean, we were very lucky. They just fell into it and loved it. And we hear so much about it every day because they do lots of different things and because teachers teach different subjects. So we hear a lot more because there's a bit more variety in their school day. It's not just one teacher teaching something and it's a bit boring for them. I think as well, there are some nice touches. So we, both boys did taster days prior to, prior to taking the, uh, the assessment. Um, so they had a feel of the school, they had a feel of the classroom, they had the feel of the peers and teachers and so on. There was also um, Zoom meetups prior to them actually starting. So virtual form, all the form were together. So again, that helped sort of build that uh, build that connection with the school. And then when they joined, they were assigned a buddy. Um, and it was, it was strange times, of course, because it was bang in the middle of uh, uh, of COVID. But you, there was just that real attention to detail from the school to make sure the boys felt welcomed and comfortable in, in, you know, in the new environment. And just simple things like being shown where to go for lunch or where to go go to the loo and all those sorts of things. I think the school did really, really well. Uh, and, and the boys settled, you know, settled really quickly. And, and the other thing was the form teachers in particular, but also the headmaster, are always very, very accessible. Um, so we were able to, you know, reassure ourselves that things were going well simply by having those conversations. So that was, that was great. It's really interesting. You mentioned that, William, you know, just silly things like, you know, where to find the bathroom. Because as adults, if we, if we don't know where the bathroom is, we just ask someone, where's the bathroom? But I think we often overlook as adults, don't we, what it's like to be a child again at that kind of age when you need the bathroom, you don't know where it is. And maybe you worry that you'll get into trouble if you ask someone where the bathroom is. Yeah, the taster days were brilliant. It was just it meant the first day it was not a completely new situation. They knew where the important things were, you know, the bathroom, where to hang your, your hook, where to go for lunch. 
Um, so no, they were invaluable, really. Mm-hmm. So what was it like then at the end of their first day and then at the end of their first week after they joined? I think the most interesting thing, if I may start at the beginning of the first day, was it was a real struggle to, to get a goodbye or even a backward glance as they went through that <laughs> yellow front door. They were just so excited. And, and then, of course, you wonder what, what, what the reality will have been like at the end of the first day. And they were both yeah. absolutely, absolutely beaming, full of, full of what, they, what they'd done that day. And if anything, I mean, I guess probably around about week two or week three, um, there, were, there were little wobbles as the reality of, well, hold on a minute, I'm not going to see my old friends as often as I, as I used to. The sort of reality dawns. And also you've got the teething pains of a number of new pupils joining a year group or in, or in Fred's case, an entire new class and that all settling down in those relationships. So maybe there was a little wobble about week two or week three. But again, a you know, quiet word to the school and, you know, things, you know, things were, were, were sorted really, really quickly. So it was, it was, you know, very, very positive, very positive experience. And, you know, I'm struggling, you know, of course, you know, the boys will have the occasional bad day, um, as, as we all do. But generally speaking, the, 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 the absolute joy, and I think the measure is, you know, going back after a, a half term or a holiday is, 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 is what's the general vibe uh, coming from them. And they, are, they cannot wait to get, to get back through that door. Yeah, really excited. I think, as William said, we did have one particular slight concern. And um, we went to uh, George's teacher, and he was way ahead of us. And he said, Nope, I, I know what's going on. I can see everything that's happening. I'm going to be moving everyone around. You know, I know that this is what happens. All the boys just need to find their feet. So he was already ahead, ahead of schedule. He, he had his eye on every boy in the class, which was very comforting. And how did you feel sort of going to the school and talking to the teacher about about the wobble that, that William mentioned? I mean, you know, was that something that, you know, I'm just thinking that from a very British way, you know, sometimes we might feel like we're offending the teacher by stepping in or we might feel like we're being um, a, a parent that's getting involved too much with what's going on in the classroom. You know, how do you find that you're getting that balance just right? I think because they're so accessible, if you don't see a face, you feel as though you have to email or phone. But actually, um, the teachers are sending the children out every day. There's generally someone on the front door every day. So actually, it was it was just as easy as walking up to them and chatting. It was it was really comfortable. It was face to face, which was really nice, particularly as, as William says, in COVID times, we're just beginning. And um, but there were always teachers there to, to see you. I would agree with that. I think as a, I think as a school, they're always, very, they've always been very, very clear, both at the point that we were going round, uh, and also in lots of communications we have that we've had with them since, is that if there's an issue, let us know and we can sort it. Uh, and, and this is, this was minor. I mean, we're talking about a little wobble, you know, three weeks, three weeks in, but they were absolutely true to the word. We had the conversation. And, and things were things were smoothed over really really quickly. Mm. So it's good then to hear about the relations you have uh, with the teaching staff. Tell us a little bit about other parents of other children, maybe some of the friends that uh, that George and Freddie have. Yeah, I think as I say, because of COVID, it's been quite difficult. You you don't go into the school as much anymore, but you do chat to the parents on the street. But there's also you we've organised extra play dates because of that, and the parents. Certainly the parents who've been there when George joined in year five are always willing to give um, information. We've got WhatsApp groups. As I say, we kept, we met up on the downs um, a couple of times and 
They've also organised a, a current choir for the parents, and there's always solutions to to catch up with friends and and, and as I say on the WhatsApp group, any any queries people have got, um, you can kind of get them answered really quickly. Yeah, I, I might find the best way of getting to know other parents um, has been on the touchline. Um, so watching rugby or football matches, and hopefully this term some cricket as well. Because, you know, there'll be other parents there and you can have that conversation with them and, and, and get to know them. And obviously the boys have developed friendships. Uh, we've got to know parents as well uh, through through that way. And the other key thing is that the school has organised, uh, there was a big get-together at the start of this year, the first one that, that had really been allowed post-COVID. As Abby said, there were meet-ups on the Dans. There's also been, uh, but for both year and year, year three and year five, we had camping trips. So again, Lots of opportunity to really sort of get to know other parents and to and to develop those relationships as well. And how important do you feel that it is to meet up with other parents and to stay connected with other parents? Oh, it's critical because a, a school is a school is so much more than just the teaching that happens within its walls. It's around the community that exists around it, uh, and parents. It's, it's, it's really important that parents feel invested in the school and the education and getting to know teachers and. You know, we, 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 we didn't feel like we were sending our children to QEH. We felt we were joining QEH as a family. And therefore, it's mm. really, really important for us to be involved uh, and, to, uh, yeah, and, and to contribute to school life. I think one of the key things that William was saying about joining a family, one of the first things that just we fell in love with is that every communication we had from the school was to George and Freddie. It was, <laughs> you know, they wanted George and Freddie. They knew their names. It was very much the Brotherton family. Um, so that I think that, yeah, that was just a, a key factor of us in loving the school and feeling welcomed. So what advice then would you have for any other parents that are thinking about switching from one school to another, switching their children from one school to another, whether that's switching to QEH or switching to another school for that matter? I think, I think the biggest thing is, is just go and have a look. Go book a taste today. Uh, but go on an open day and just see what's available. Because certainly for us, we only needed to do that and when we fell in love with it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think the opportunity to speak to speak to teachers, see the children and how they're interacting on a school day is really, really important. Um, certainly that was one, one, one of the biggest moments, I think, in terms of my own decision-making process was, was watching the boys come in, filter past their master who was selling them poppies, uh, and every child being greeted by name uh, just while we were having an idle conversation about the school and how it worked and you know you don't get that unless you're actually in in the school and uh, and you know observing and looking around and you know, I think as well the open days were particularly important um, there was you know things like the QE award uh, which the school runs um, they were able to demonstrate some of the things that the boys would, would, would do on that. So you just learn about things which aren't necessarily um, obvious from the from the prospectus. So I definitely you know, go in, have a chat. And also, you know, if, if you do know other parents, like they're a great uh, resource to actually find out what, what, what the reality about any given school is. Mm-hmm. This is great advice. It really is. And then lastly, as we come to the end of this podcast episode, summer is not far away. Tell us what the plans are for you, for the four of you as a family. Uh, are you planning on getting away at all or having a, a holiday in the UK? 
yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna make the most of the uh, longer summer holidays. Uh, we like going camping in France, but it's it, we haven't been able to do it for a few years. So uh, I think we'll uh, we'll go camping together. We like spending time together, and um, which is as I say, it's quite handy age. They do still like being with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's just sort of celebrating. You know, George George will finish in the junior school in the summer, so he's going to go to the senior school in September. So yeah, it's a very important um, transition in his life. So celebrating the end of QEH juniors and on to QEH uh, senior school so that will be that will be very much at the forefront of uh, forefront of what we do but yeah just spending time relaxing as a family will be uh, will be a key part of the summer awesome well that's great to hear and thank you both very much for your time Abby William thank you for giving up your time especially here uh, in the evening here we are at half past six in the evening so I really do appreciate it thank you no problem thank you So that was Abby and William Brotherton talking to us from their kitchen about their experiences of being parents of two boys at QEH Juniors. Thank you both of you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. So good of you to give up your time like that. Now, our next episode is due out soon, so make sure you follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.